Welcome to the Story Beast podcast, an ongoing conversation about storytelling and how creating is to be created. I'm Khabiba Weston. I'm Courtney Shack. Hi, today we thought it appropriate to kick off talking about beginnings. So um, here we are at the very beginning of Story Bees. We're so excited to be here. We are. And uh, it's it's so fun because Story Beast itself was actually the birth child of many of our 5 a.m. writing sprints um, where Courtney and I, we wrote and we talked about story and we just kept sort of circling back to this concept of how we were changing through storytelling um, and how to create is to be created. So we're writing these stories, but in a way, our stories are also writing us. Yeah, and I think that applies to so many different levels of these storytelling, you know, fields. <laughs> um, you know, there's so many different ways to be a storyteller, to begin. Um, and we want to talk about a few of those things. Um, I think that at a very basic level, um, why are we telling stories? Why have we been doing this since, and I say we as in like, the humanity, right? Like, I mean, how how is it that we've been telling stories since we existed? Um, and it has to be, I think that it's just some innate need and some part of being human that makes us tell stories. And um, I know when I'm creating, I feel like I'm living out just that very basic calling that, um, you know, that I have here on this planet, you know, just to communicate with others and connect. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think for the most part, story is really about connection. And when we are looking at storytelling itself, it's important to make that connection as early as possible with your readers or, you know, or whichever form of storytelling um, you are employing at that time. So when you think about storytelling, what is it that sparks new beginnings for you? Oh, do you mean like, where do I, where do you get your inspiration you um <laughs> that's actually true um <laughs> that is definitely one of the the true things uh gabby um you know always keeps me inspired and keeps me going um and um i will say that um so many of the places i start i i think sometimes it, it starts with a feeling for me but also i at the same time i have this um I often have like a world building concept I want to explore as well. Um, I'm very into world building. I'm sure we'll talk about that some on Story Beast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, what about you besides me? <laughs> I don't, for me, storytelling always kind of starts with more of uh, a character form mm. and I usually I'm, I'm quite visual, so I'll think of a character within a certain setting and I might not know anything about what that story is going to be, but it'll start from there and sort of just spiral out. I have had one or two times when that setting and that character came to me at, right at the beginning of where I felt the story should be, which was really great so that I could actually just start at the start and keep going. But sometimes that doesn't happen. So it's a lot of kind of playing around before I get to the point of knowing exactly where the story will be. And I think that kind of brings us to how do you know when it's the right time to start a new story or a different story or any story for that matter? And kind of bringing yourself to the point of asking those questions of where, you know, when, what am I doing to begin in those stories and considering 
what your story should be, how you can stay true to your characters. And for me, characters kind of, when, you know, because there's things you can't control about how your stories are received in the world. Once you put them out there, they're not yours anymore. But what you can do is you can do right by your characters. So um, thinking about where the right place is for your character to begin in terms of their, not only the not only plot points, but in terms of their emotional arcs, for me is a really big point that I have to focus on a lot before I can really take off with the story. Mm. I love talking to you. Um. <laughs> well, something you said to me, uh, which I, I loved, was you talked about kind of sifting through story. And I think about that a lot. And I think that's a great term because we do, we kind of scribble things down. I say scribble, but like type or whatever. Um, and and have these, I, I don't want to say false starts because I know people talk a lot about going back and redoing the beginnings. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. But these, these, beginnings where you think they're the beginning but they're not yet and so that idea of kind of getting it down and then sifting and pulling out the things Mm -hmm. that that you know really need to be um the true beginning and so this i find interesting because i i kept on especially when i started writing very seriously because i've always written but it's it's been now a few years when i really started taking it quite seriously as a writer and I kept hearing the advice uh, to make sure you start at the right place and for some reason I just really got hung up on the word place I, I zeroed into it and that was a thing that I was focusing on so heavily but place isn't actually the only aspect of a beginning so you you know you don't only need to start in the right place in terms of action you also need to start in the right place for how you build emotion in the story so that people can kind of follow on not only with the plot, but also with your character's emotional development. Um, Even if they don't like the character, they need to understand where the character started off and how that applies to how they change throughout the story, right? Yeah, I actually, um, one thing that's coming up when you're talking to me is the, um, for any of the listeners out there that are Save the Cat people, um, I myself am definitely one of those, um, always Save the Cat, Um, but, um, you know, the opening image and the closing image, right, and the reason those are important is um, they they're the bookends, right? And we show where we've begun so that that way the ending can have that much more meaning, right? What has been the progression of this? So when we're talking about, you know, begin in the right place, it's also so that way the ending of your story can have that much more meaning and weight. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I mean, I'd love to talk through some examples that I pulled out here. Um, But before we go to them, I just, I want to reiterate, you know, when you're applying advice to your own writing um, to kind of take a step back after you've applied it and reflect on whether or not it's growing your story in the way that you intend for that to happen. So, you know, what are you building or refining? What sort of plot or structure, you know, are you looking at plot? Are you looking at structure? Are you looking at cadence? And if it's not hitting right, then think about why not. And most likely it's going to be that there's just more for you to learn there. And it goes back, I think, to the type of writer that you want to be. So personally, and I think this probably applies to to many, and I say writer, but, you know, in in terms of all storytelling, um, I would like to continue growing in my craft. And so and, and that takes us really back to the core of what Story Beast is, right? So we we continue to create and that continues to change us. 
And so even if you're writing the same themes and the same tropes, which is totally fine, um, you, the story and, and the act of developing that as you continue through the process is changing you as long as you're willing to reflect on it. So really just to take all advice that you have about storytelling and to think about your process and what that means to you as you go through it. And I think, too, as a storyteller, you can have multiple beginnings, not just, you know, multiple places you could start. But I even mean for oneself, because um, as you were talking, Gabby, um, I was thinking about me. Um, and, um, you know, I was thinking about um, how I actually um, I just finished my first draft of uh, the book I've been working on. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, so many tears. Um, <laughs> but but also, you know, even though I'm at an end, I'm actually also at a beginning, right? And so I'm going to go through the um, machete process that is revision, right? Yeah. And when I go through that, I'm going to be focusing on a few um like developmental things because this is my first revision. Then when I go back again, I'm going to begin by focusing on something else. And maybe that's voice, maybe that's, um, you know, some timeline issues, whatever, right? And so every time I go back in terms of like a craft perspective, there might be something else that I'm really focusing on when I begin with that revision. So um, there's, there's so many ways to begin, right? Yeah. And, and I think the thing that I love about that is that you're, you're, you're going back in these cycles and you're not going back to the same starting point every time. So you, yeah, you're going through the same, the same draft in terms of, you know, you haven't, you haven't reached the end point that you're going for, but even that process is, is different. And you'll, if you put your work aside for a while, when you go back to it, you'll go back and read it and it will feel so different to you because you're a different person when you wrote it. And that's what I, that's really something that I absolutely love about, about storytelling. It teaches you so much about yourself as well, which you, you, you don't even have to write about yourself to learn anything, but you go back and you read in, in some form, those words are a part of you, no matter what it is you write about. And so there's so much that you can actually learn just from going back through that process every time. So I have a couple of, um, books that I just pulled off the shelf where I thought they were great examples about kind of beginnings and circling back in that way. And I just wanted to run through them. I'm not going to do any spoilers, so don't worry about that. But um, I I have uh, The Invisible Life of Adi LaRue by V. Schwab. And I just wanted to um, talk about the way that she does beginnings and loops them back to endings, because I think she's absolutely brilliant at this. She does it, um, you know, in terms of the, the shorter version of startings of the beginnings of chapters and then how she ends those chapters to bring it full circle. And then also in the bigger sense of throughout the novel, going from the very beginning to the very ending. And so if you look at the beginning of The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, she starts with a girl is running for her life. And at the end of that chapter, which is it's really just half a page, um, is instead she runs. So we start with her running for her life and there's a description of what's happening and then by the end of that chapter, she's still kind of running. So we loop back to her running away. And if you look at the very last line, and I promise it's not a spoiler, uh, but she the line is, and follows him out into the dark. And I love that because when we looked at the beginning, she was running away, but she was never free there. And here at the end, 
she's following somebody. But ironically, because her even even though her action to us might seem like she's trapped, her whole perception and perspective has changed throughout this book, throughout her arc. And now she's following somebody, but she's more in control. And in that way, she gains her freedom. And I think that whole looping back to her whole... Yeah, to, to her beginning and tying it in not only plot wise and word wise, um, but also to her arc and the whole concept of what it is to be seen, uh, to be to be running, to, to find yourself, all of those themes that happen. She did it so brilliantly by just in, in so many different layers by. And, and I think this is is one thing that we can all learn from is right your your or tell your story to the ending and then go back and see how you can can bring that beginning to the place where it needs to be and i say place but we already talked about how it's you know not only place but really on all those levels that you need to take it so that it rounds everything in with theme and with the ending and with what you're trying to the story that you're really trying to tell so i thought that was really beautifully done and i just wanted to mention that i know you have a really good example yes yes and i love I love, I love that book, and I love that as an example, just to say. And we might talk about it in a um, in a later episode for some different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. There's um, spoiler cadence; it's so good. Um, so, <laughs> um, and that's something you know we'll dig into later. But um, I do want to mention N.K. Um, Jemison. <laughs> um, I just love um, the fifth season and um, actually this, um, the Broken Earth trilogy is um, the first um, series to get a Hugo Award for every single book. And there's absolutely a reason why. And it's because it's fantastic. Um, it is like a you know difficult read. It's I mean, she does such an incredible job with it. But if you do read it, take care of yourself. Um, but the opening lines for this um it says let's start with the end of the world why don't we get it over with and move on to more interesting things and as a hook i am there i absolutely love that because for me i am like well what's after the end of the world it's done right and obviously it's not and there's something more interesting than an apocalypse um and so that's uh, that's where like this it, like i mean completely pulled me through there's a lot of stuff too um and we won't get into it this episode but so many great things that this author does with structure that i just could geek over forever mm-hmm. um but um just this opening and the way that the beginning is actually the ending that is so intriguing to me and so i think when we're thinking about beginnings it really also is is you know how do i hook my reader enough or my viewer or whoever like however this medium of storytelling is playing out for you uh how do i hook them enough so they don't throw out what i made right (laughs) so like you know, and and I don't mean that in a in a terrible way, but I know for me, like I I need something to pull me in right away. You know, as a you know, I guess my attention span is just that bad. I don't know. Something no, like, I think that's very human. I I, I think it's one hundred percent human to say you need something that immediately gets your attention. There's so many things uh, vying for our attention now that if you pick something up, it's really got to be compelling, and. We talk about beginnings and we've been talking about 
different aspects of how to start things. And I love that you mentioned hook because that's a very, you know, important piece of the craft. Um, and I think one of the things that is also important to consider is once you've, once you've got the hook down to think about, cause you want people then to stay and hopefully mm. they do to think about balance uh, and balance can come in many forms, right? It could be, if you're writing, it's, it's going to be something like make sure that you balance your dialogue and your description. Don't bog people down with all of the world building right in the first chapter, try to sprinkle it. And there's many different ways to go through um, kind of the, the, the craft aspects of how to make sure that you get that, that balance, right. And so I think with, all beginnings, you do want to be, you do want to make sure that you strike that chord correctly. And it can take a lot of time. I've listened to a lot of authors talk about how they get everything written down, they go back, and then they spend a quarter of their time of the total time that they would spend on that book just working in the beginning. Because that that is that is everything really in terms of drawing in your reader, making sure people understand your world, making sure that the story like the premise is clear. And all of that comes into the beginning. And that's why we're talking about beginnings, because they really are important. Um, so I um, I do want to go back um, to this one thing that we said we would talk about. What was that? Oh, yes. <laughs> <It's Zuko. laughs> we were talking about beginnings, and uh, we were chatting about this a little bit before, and I said, we have to talk about Zuko. And so... If any of you haven't watched Avatar The Lost Airbender, I don't know what you're doing with life. Well, yeah, just um, stop listening right now and and then go watch it and then come back. And I I think that show is just a great example of so many different ways of thinking about beginnings. So we're not only talking about plot, but also about how we introduce characters. So how do we introduce the main character? How does the start of their arc show us? who they are right now and how we're going to follow that through and how do they, how do, how does the the storyteller introduce the antagonist? And with Zuko, I think he's just done so brilliantly in the story because we get introduced to him very early on and he's terrible. His character is terrible. And by the end, we love him. Well, I love him. And I think I, I love him too. Love him because his, his whole arc is just phenomenal. And we get to see all of his struggle, but we get to meet him where he is. And, and it's unapologetic in the way that it's done. And it's absolutely brilliant. And it, it, the, the contrast between how we meet um, the, the other main characters in the story and how we meet him, uh, it, it, it's beautiful. I just, I don't want to spoil things, but I do think we should do a whole, a whole episode where we just dissect Avatar The Last Airbender. Entire series on Avatar The Last Airbender because, I mean, Gabby and I have both talked about just how incredible this show is. Um, I I mean, it's one of my comfort shows also, but um, there's so many pieces of storytelling that I think show up so vividly in this series that, I mean, if you're a storyteller, a story lover, which you probably are because you're listening to this podcast, um, I really recommend you listening or watching that. Um, and then maybe listening to us talk about it um, some more because I really, I, I love Zuko. I, I love, I love all of them. I love Appa. <laughs> I, <love Appa. laughs> I do too, actually. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, and, and I think that show in itself is also a great ex- example of how, you know, it's not it's not a story if there's no change. So when mm-hmm. you're writing a story and you're getting to the end, something feels missing. Think about it. It's not only about the plot points and hitting the right beats. It's also about how is the character changing? Sometimes characters don't need to change. And sometimes that's the point. Um, but usually there needs to be some sort of change. And so it's kind of like we're talking about all these changes that happen and how we kind of loop back to beginnings. And I do think it's a little bit like talking about the Russian doll of story because we're living the story, we're growing through the story, uh, we're telling the story. And each of those levels of story have their own stories buried in them that just kind of spin off into their own worlds. And all of that has to do with how grounded we can be in the beginning and really set things up in a way that allow for us to understand within the story where we sit as a reader, what we're giving out into the world when we put that story down as storytellers and how real that makes the world. Because the more people can imagine other stories spinning off from something else means that your world feels complete. It feels like there are aspects of it that could exist that we haven't yet covered because it's so vast and so incredible. And that's, I mean, that's probably also a whole nother episode of world building, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of feeling you want to go for when you set something up, right? And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't all have to happen at once. It can happen sprinkled throughout and probably you want it to happen sprinkled throughout. Otherwise you end up bogging people down. But yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. And I think, because I think part of what you're saying is, I mean, I think you're tapping into this expansiveness, right? That you want to give a feel for in beginning and however that looks right you know because if you're writing um you know so many like we'll say even um historical romance series right um you know and i'm talking about world building here and maybe um that traditionally lends itself to like a fantasy mindset but when i think about um even just the way sarah mclean writes um who is my romance queen. Um, I think that, you know, so many of her series, like, I mean, she has a McLean verse, right? And you may, you might not think of that in a historical romance context, but there's all of these characters that show up again, and they feel so real. And that, that does make it feel like there's this whole world populated with all these people, right? So, um, and the same thing with fantasy, you know, what tidbits are you sprinkling in? And I think part of that too is in the expansiveness of giving that feeling also kind of zeroes into just this, um, a smaller level of emotion, which is the whole thing that makes the car run. Yeah. So I think that if you are starting a story, so much of that when we go back to that feeling or that um, concept of why do we tell stories, it's all about those gooey, messy feelings. I agree. And it, and it gets, it gets messier when we go back, right. And start to kind of revise those things. And I, well, and I do want to. And they're yeah. bad. <laughs> well, you know, it's a roller coaster. I, I, and I just, I mentioned that because, you know, we're talking about beginnings, but I, I also want to kind of, 
mentioned the concept of going back to the beginning and also Mm -hmm. of beginning again, which are, you know, the two different things. But when you are revising or starting a new project or a different project, you're not going back to a beginning as the same person you were when you first started that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so for me as a scientist, this really fascinates me because when you go back and you repeat an action, um, it's strengthening the connections in your brain that are associated with that task. So when you do it in different ways, so for example, if you're writing a story um, and you go back and you revise it or you discuss that story or you read something else and think about analyzing other stories, you're teaching your brain how to approach that task from many different angles. And you're teaching it that this is important. Remember it, learn from it, help me be better at it. And so the human brain is by function, a story beast in its own right. And that to me is just, it's so wonderful. I'm just like steeped in the beauty of how we are kind of geared towards change in a way that is circular and we loop back to it and we grow from it every time. And this whole process of like, for me, I find revisions really difficult and I love writing story. I'll go back and I'll revise and that, you know, me, I don't sit still with things. So I'll do the thing. And then the hardest part for me is putting it away for a couple of weeks before I can go back to it. And then revising it is really tough because I have to tell myself that it's okay to rip things apart and start things again. And even though it feels like I'm doing something completely new, I, I have to just accept that it's that it isn't. And I have to kind of sometimes stop myself and think about and consciously think about and reflect on the fact that this is, it's making, firstly making the story better, but also as a writer, I am growing from this process of revising, even though I feel like I'm starting at a, at a beginning where I don't want to be because I wanted to be finished with the thing. (laughs) I think that's so relatable though, to probably, a lot of the people listening right now, um, I actually, um, I don't know, have you ever heard of the phrase, it's like the neurons that fire together, wire together? Yes, I, I have, because that is a neuroscientist saying. Of course, of course. <laughs> yes. So, um, so anyway, as you're doing these difficult, challenging tasks, just remember that as Gabby said, you're not really starting at the beginning in the sense that you've, you know, you've built yourself a new version of you with each of these processes, right? You're not the same person that you started as. Okay, I I have to jump in and say a thing just because you sparked it in my head. And uh, when you said cells that fire together, wire together, because now I want to say what it means and how you can apply it to storytelling. Um, which is maybe not necessarily 100% a beginnings chat, but I'll just say it for one minute, and I hope that it's helpful to people. So what that that concept actually is about is how your brain tries to be very economical, and it tries to share um, cells with certain tasks. So you might teach it one thing, and it will use the same cells to to learn something else. And so if you wanted to capitalize on that, you could, uh, every time that you revise, so I know a lot of people love to write with candles and they love to write with um, playlists. And there's a reason that those things work. And it's because your brain makes associations and starts to share neurons with, uh, you know, when you write, it now associates that process of writing also with that smell and with that um whatever sound that you're here, whatever playlist you're playing. And so you can help yourself by kind of training yourself a little bit 
to make positive associations with different senses that you have. You can have a different candle for when you revise that is associated with something really positive in your life. And then you can use that in your beginning and you can use it for beginnings. You can use it for anything. And I just wanted to mention that now because it popped into my head and I hope that that's helpful. I think it is. And to put it succinctly, we could Pavlov ourselves into yeah, you, you could, you could. <laughs> or into just, you know, if, if, it, if there's something that feels like a bit of a hurdle, you can, you can in a way sort of train yourself or trick your brain into um, making a positive association with that and then jumping that hurdle a bit more, a bit more easily. I love that. Thank you. I love, I love all versions of Gabby as, and one of those versions is scientist Gabby. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now I'm embarrassed. So I'm going to say, okay, if you're stuck, uh, what can you Don't do? Be <laughs> so, um, one of the things I, I think about a lot is, um, you know, when you, when you get stuck as a writer, because it, it can sometimes feel like a really lonely thing. Um, and for me, the thing that helped me the most and still helps me the most is to have a very good writing community. And we are going to have a separate, um, episode where we talk about community. But I just want to touch on it a little bit here and say, if you're stuck on your beginnings, if you're stuck on really any part of your process, to reach out to the people that you feel comfortable with sharing. Um, And just think about, you know, how somebody else views the same thing that you view, but through a different lens and take on their perspective and reflect on what it can teach you about how you're looking at things. So how can you how can you use that to look at your story and try to understand it? And it doesn't have to be that you change the way you think about your story. That's not what I'm saying. So I just mean to kind of broaden your horizon a little bit. Think outside of the way you might normally think about something so that if you're stuck somewhere, it helps you to to kind of think about it in a different way. And sometimes you just kind of need that extra... Um, positivity from so I know when I'm fast drafting and I have a couple of close friends that read my work as I'm drafting and they're just giving me sort of positivity checks on things it really feels good to have um the feedback of wow this hit in a certain way and that's exactly what I intended for it and then I feel like um, I can push past that that beginning and know that I'm going that I'm on the right track that I'm doing what I need to do and if there's stuff that I need to fix later which inevitably there will be I have this community um which is great and just really the best thing that's happened to me since I seriously started writing um to to kind of fall back on and to trust and to to be around so uh, Courtney uh, and I have talked about being brave and taking yourself seriously and I don't know Courtney if you want to say something about that yeah, um, I think that while you're talking, um, you know, some people here might have built um, pieces of their community already, and we might have some listeners that um, maybe haven't shared their work with anyone, and um, that that does go back to being brave, and I think it can be super hard to share your work for the first time, mm-hmm. um, but um, we have to begin somewhere, so um, I 
I just, I really want to lend my support to you and that, you know, this is part of, you know, telling the story. If the story is meant to be shared with others. Um, and I think part of that, as Gabby said, is to take yourself seriously. Like you are a storyteller. That's, I mean, that's probably, that could be why you're listening to this. You might also be a story leper, um, in which case, thank you so much for being here as well. Um, but, you know, if you are a storyteller and, you know, you're having, um, just that tentative little step towards the edge, I just would really encourage you to take the leap because it's so worth it. And um, when I think back to a couple of years ago when I first started to take myself seriously, I think the first thing I did to really take myself seriously was actually to send it to someone um, that could give me some feedback. And that is how I got better. Um I don't think there's another way to do it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think there's also a beginning in stepping into your space so you can let yourself grow from there. So mm -hmm. if you're a storyteller, definitely claim it. Yeah. So I think um, I do want to talk about snacks. <laughs> That's very appropriate. I think every beginning has to start well. With, for, it to, for it to start well, needs good snacks. And this is, mm -hmm. I mean... We could arguably call it an opinion, but I mean, I think no. it's, it's, it's fact. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite <laughs> snack today? Oh my gosh. Today. Uh, or this I, week, I actually, if that's hot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe this week, because today I had a bad, a bad situation with snacks. Um, Cause one of my snacks ended up being an antacid, which I didn't want. Different snack I had. So um yeah, no, this week my favorite snack was am I really gonna say buffalo dip? I probably am. Buffalo cauliflower dip. Gabby knows this is like my favorite snack ever. Um yeah. he's half made of it. buffalo cauliflower dip. No, 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 not half, like mostly. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Gabby? Uh well. I I am a sucker for dried mango. I had I somebody somebody mango. texted me in the week and they were like, How could you like chocolate less than mango? And it just Oh. Uh that it's just me, guys. I this is who I am. I am who I am. <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, Embrace uh, your snack one, self is that's my, true. Is that's my true. motto. If anyone needs to um, to talk to Gabby about um, the, um, I guess, uh, differences between chocolate and mango, you can uh, hit her up and see what <laughs> What have you done? You're, you've opened the floodgates. <laughs> well, we did talk about community. We have to start somewhere. So um. <laughs> Yes, you may text me about your opinions. Uh, you can DM me about your opinions of uh, whether or not chocolate is better than mango yeah i will not change um, my opinion just to be clear i yeah <laughs> good all good. right guys thank you so much for being here for sharing this beginning with us all right well until next time then uh be brave stay beastly and begin <laughs> <laughs>